Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday featuring independent and emerging artists and bands from across Canada and their songs. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks so much for hanging out today. In the spotlight this week is the loveliest, very talented country singer-songwriter out of Nova Scotia. It is Giselle de Guzman. This conversation, honestly, while I was editing it, I was smiling the whole time. Such a fun conversation. Now, of course, in this episode, you are going to learn a lot more about Giselle. We talk about her songwriting, her advocacy for mental health, how she is also a mechanic, and of course, so much more. This was a great conversation. And of course, you are going to hear two of her songs, Raise a Glass and Almost Home. Well, I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's jump right on into it. Well, first off, Giselle, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. It's an absolute pleasure to get you on today. Now, let's start from the very beginning. I'm going to read a bit of your bio here, but we're going to go further into it. So it has been said that you are tenacious, you are sincere, and you are show-stopping, and I do not deny that at all. I haven't seen you perform, but I'm so excited to one day. Now, you are starting to really affirm your place as a modern country vanguard for the East Coast of Canada, but you were born in the Philippines, raised in Cremona, Alberta, and now you live in Halifax, Nova Scotia. You're this wonderful singer-songwriter who has embraced all these transitions to help create your signature sound, and we're going to be talking about your songwriting. We're going to be talking about your sound here in a couple of minutes, but first, let's talk about your musical journey. It sounds just magical and so creative and so wonderful and a bit of an adventure for sure it's definitely been been awesome like living in different places and being able to connect with other musicians as well and have having all these like musical influences I guess for what my musical journey has been I'm I'm definitely really lucky to have been able to work with quite a lot of people with different with different backgrounds musicality wise because it's kind of help me figure out what I want to sound for myself and and this and that. (laughs) So I I grew up from a very musical family, I guess, and I'm the youngest of six. So growing up, my my brothers and my sister would be in bands or playing and performing on stages and I'd like they'd be in choir and I just I'd always just be in, in the front in the audience just watching them and it was just so cool to see what they did. And I always wanted to wanted to do what they were doing, kind of growing up with a lot of like siblings as well. They all had their own genres they focus on, they listen to. And, and so that gave me a lot of different pathways, kind of figuring out where I wanted to be for my own artistry. If one day I ever like pursued it, I, I listened to a lot of um, modern country especially like during the early 2000s. I also listen to a lot of like pop R&B music. So I I find a lot of a lot of people would often tell me that I have a little bit of like an R&B sound with my music, my vocals and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. But like listening like artists wise that I, I listened to growing up, I listened to a lot of like Rascal Flatts, Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, and like lots of Mariah Carey and Rihanna and just a lot of different influences that people when I when I often say these to people, they're like, Yeah, I could see that. But <laughs> it's so weird that you 
you listen to all these different like branches. No, I think that's a really cool thing and a really good thing because then it allows your brain to like, you know, be more creative and add more elements to your music and into your sound and into what your message is with your songs, you know? So I think that is pretty cool that you listen to a wide variety of genres and that you have growing up and that's how you started your musical career that has brought you to today. So who are kind of your inspirations now? I really love Tennille Towns and Kylie Morgan. They're very, they're they're definitely my top two artists right now that I've I've been listening to. I really started taking music seriously as a songwriter through my mental health journey. I really like Tennille Towns like songs and just she's got all these ideas we often don't really think about and it's just so down to earth and I don't know. I, I listen to, to her songs and it's so eye-opening. <laughs> no, it's very true. She has very honest lyrics and she talks about things that are relatable to everybody. And from the sounds of it and from what I've read about you, you do the same thing, but we'll get into that in a couple of minutes here in the next segment. But first, let's do talk more about your songwriting. You are described as a multi-genre artist and songwriter, and your music has also been described as a radiant country style, which threads the needle between traditional heart and modern energy on an emotional bed of transparency, which is so darn cool that that is described as that way. I've never heard music described that way before, and I think it's beautiful. So let's talk about your songwriting and what is your process? For sure. It's like hearing this bio. I, I didn't write this thing. And every time like someone talks about it, it's just like, oh my goodness, somebody thought about me this way. And it's so cool. Anyway, I, I do a lot of co-writes, but like for other artists, but when I'm I'm working on my own, it's really, it depends on the situation. There's there's a lot of ways I, I go about writing songs. Sometimes I just be, be driving down, you know, the highway and a random thought comes to mind or if I'm feeling really strongly about something, I just kind of put my recorder on my phone and just start singing random lines and phrases or melodies and and use that as an inspiration to to finish a song later on. Sometimes I just sit down and start writing poetry and adding melodies to it afterwards, which is, I guess, the root of how I started songwriting, I used to actually write poetry. I just translated that into music. And that's how I, I originally got into songwriting. Yeah, or sometimes I'd, I'd read a book or find inspiration through that. And it's it's really random. <laughs> I, I just try to go with the flow because I feel like the more I allow myself to to just go like impulsively write something, the more it feels so real to to sing it in front of people when it's all done. That's really cool. Do you have a favorite song that you've written? <laughs> I I guess I, I do. It's not released. And I actually, I, I play it to most of my gigs and I, I definitely get a lot of positive feedback. I do write a lot of songs about my late mom. My favorite song right now that I've written, I co-wrote it with Megan Dawson. Oh, yes. I love and, her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called Hero. It's just about, 
you know, parents, the love that they give to us and, and all that. <laughs> that sounds like a very, very wonderful song. I can't wait to hear it one day. That'll be gorgeous. Now, before we do play one of your songs here, let's talk about some of your live performances. You've had quite a few, so I'm not going to list all of them here, but I'll mention the notable ones here. So you played with Country 105 for their 2016 annual Caring for Kids Radiothon in support of the Alberta Children's Hospital Foundation. You've also, you marked off a huge bucket list in my book. I think this is pretty darn cool. You entertained huge crowds as a speaker and performer at the globally acclaimed We Day Atlantic. <laughs> and you've also played a variety of venues from small stages to large festivals, performing at the notorious Halifax Busker Festival in 2020 and 2021. I've heard amazing things about that festival. You've also played in the Evergreen Festival and Nova Scotia Music Week, the Pinocchio Stampede and Big Valley Jamboree Talent Stage. You've also been invited to sing the national anthem at various large sports events and rodeo events. That is so darn cool. You've hit more stages than I've just mentioned, of course, which is incredible. So with that said, let's think about 2023. Where would you absolutely love to play this year? Where are some stages you love to hit? I'm dreaming pretty uh, pretty big here, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dream real big. <laughs> Being in the East Coast now, one of the bigger country music festivals here is uh, the Cavendish Music Fest. I've had quite a few friends who got the opportunity to play last year. And I'm really hoping that one day I'd be able to get on their stage. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in the middle of doing applications for festivals again this year, which I'm really pumped about. I really enjoy being in festivals. Just There's just so many people who love music there, who are there for you know, for having a great time and, and listening to to some awesome new songs out. I love it. Well, it sounds like you've even been pretty much coast to coast to coast at this point too, and you will be getting there even more in your future of your career, hopefully. What have you noticed between different communities and different provinces when it comes to music communities? For myself, I actually find playing in smaller towns a lot better for me like just reception wise from the audience I don't know if it's because I grew up in a small town in Alberta I feel for them <laughs> and a lot of like my crowd are either older I guess generation or people around my age who kind of who are trying to figure out what they want to do if they want to stick around the small town or if they if they want to go explore the the bigger world out there because I I've definitely been there before but like I I just in general I find it a lot better for me to play in smaller towns than competing with the bigger cities but I'm not really sure if that's also because more people in villages or smaller areas listen to more of my kind of genre as well compared and, to you know cities yeah and I feel like a lot of people in smaller communities just love going out you know we love live music we love seeing everybody we love hanging out with our friends too so it must be a yeah. blast it is always a blast like seeing shows here in our small community too yeah yeah one song that people are definitely going to be hearing you sing on a stage is Raise a Glass. And I got to add it in here. But first, tell us more about it. Yeah, I, I wrote Raise a, Raise a Glass as a tribute to my childhood, I guess. You know, people are always wanting to listen to some feel-good tunes. But underlying all the music in the song and the instrumentation is growing up in, in the family where where 
we don't really talk about our problems. We're constantly, we're kind of constantly masking it with alcohol or substance of some sort instead of opening up about our feelings. And I feel like a lot of families do the same way. And it doesn't necessarily to have to be unhealthy either. It can just be a very a, a, a social, a very social way to deal with situations in homes. Something bad happens and, or you go through something, your mom and dad or whoever in your family may offer you a drink or two. But sometimes it's just better to talk about it. You know, I really wanted to write this song for people to hear to hear it and have a good time, but also realize when they hear me talk about it that it's not all that healthy and there's other ways to cope with situations. Love the message behind that. Mama told me to talk this walk pretty Boys will take a chance I got my heart broken, she said Dust it up and raise it glass Don't need the little conversations Don't choose to your feet Better move on and raise it glass Just gotta learn from this lesson It's just a feat like her whiskey but when I got my heart broken he said dust it off and raise a glass and leave the little conversations don't choose both your feet and move on and raise a glass gotta learn from this lesson just in fear our guest Giselle de Guzman with her song Raise a Glass. You have some pretty big accolades here that we got to talk about. So you were garnered the 2019 bronze winner for the Coast Best New Artist Band and one of the top 14 finalists of The Shot Remastered in 2020. What have been some other highlights throughout your musical career so far? And on top of that, what sort of things would you like to achieve throughout your career? And once again, feel free to dream big. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I've been, I've honestly just been really trying to focus on baby steps right now. I feel like for a while there, I had so many great things happening on a bigger scale for myself. And to be honest, like, it was pretty scary being in this spotlight cons- consistently. So I, I, I decided for a while, you know, I just, I just want to write songs for other artists and do gigs consistently and be able to be vulnerable to people, my, my, my audience and my fans and not have to worry about constantly trying to get into bigger, bigger shows when I have little chance or get into like contests and competitions and stuff. I just, I've, I've been trying my best to uh, really focus on developing my artistry, my music for my fans instead of racking up awards. <laughs> but I'm, I'm definitely, it's definitely been in the back of my, my mind lately, especially since I'm, I'm planning to, uh, release some more music, uh, as one would do when, when we do release, we try to promote it in other ways, in a lot of different ways and try to enter it in like competitions or reviews and stuff like that. So that's, that's really what I've been focusing on. Last year, I, I was very lucky enough to, to win bronze for best music video for the coast, the Halifax coast. And I, I was super, super grateful hearing about that I definitely couldn't have done it without the help of the community and that's another thing that I've been focusing on lately is just being a part of my community and and trying to to see how I'm able to help people out through my music that's really really cool I absolutely love everything you just said there and I want to go back to when you said you love writing for other artists now if you could write a song for absolutely any artist who would you love to write a song for I have to say to Neil Towns (laughs) (laughs) great choice if you could have anyone write a song for you who would you love to sing a song by it it would have to be the same I've I've definitely been a really big fan of hers for for a while now That's incredible. She is very talented. And I would love to see you share the stage with her one day. That'd be so (laughs) darn cool. Okay. I'm going to dream big for you too. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. So moving on here a little bit, we're going to kind of go more into your personal life here because I did a bit of a deep dive (laughs) on the interwebs, but something that does need to be talked about more for sure is mental health. And you do take care of your mental health quite a bit. It is something that you are open about and that you do talk about. And boldly, you have adopted your music as a vehicle to help address these adversities by turning it into an advantage for others to see, hear, and experience. So talk about your mental health and how you've used music to help you with it and how you'd like to help others with it. Yeah, for sure. I This is how how it all started. I, I started taking taking music seriously as, as a way for me to cope and for myself to help other people out who are also who are also struggling i i feel like you know if if you're struggling and and you you have to find a way to make yourself feel better and you're too shy to reach out to somebody or you've just got lots of like feelings and emotions that you want to let out sometimes you just have to write it sometimes you just have to scream sing it it doesn't have to be good it just has to make you feel better you know and there's no shame as well to listening to other people's music that that are are so heartfelt and you know sometimes we 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 constantly hang out with people and we have to we feel the need to to only listen 
to happy songs or like dance tunes because I feel like you know a lot of people are too afraid to open up to our friends and and family about what kind of music we we listen to but there there's really no shame to that I feel like music is so like diverse in so many ways that you can just you can you can use it in so many ways to just like make yourself feel better let it all out however however you decide to 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 choose to use it shouldn't should it shouldn't be a big deal you know but I definitely find that with a lot of people I I try to be as vulnerable as I can and hopefully that way you know people people don't feel like they they can't be yeah they feel like they're not alone yeah yeah so what is that one song for you that you can kind of let loose to and that you feel good listening to oh this is difficult oh no this or is multiple so songs. <laughs> like there's so many songs that's like coming up to me and this is like I don't know name them all <laughs> okay so I just thought about bad day also to Town, somebody's daughter is is a really good song that I I feel like it's not necessarily like happy but it's it's so it's just so real and it hits and it just hits me when I'm going through like just sad like friendship breakups or relationship just some sort of a heartbreak I I loved listening to Abby Anderson's dance 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 away my broken heart sorry I had to (laughs) sing it to like find the title or like Miranda Lambert's mama's broken heart I don't know. I, I could keep going on and on about a, a lot of songs that I love listening to when I when I'm down. <laughs> no, I get that. I feel like when I ask the question to him, like, wait a sec, I feel like I could also answer with about seven or eight songs. <laughs> yeah. This is a dangerous question. <laughs> <laughs> so um, from what I read here as well, you won a few awards in university. Yeah, the Dalhousie Impact Awards in 2017 for Rising Star Award and for the Faculty of Management Award. That is just really cool. <laughs> so oh, tell man. us a bit about your education. So I moved here in Nova Scotia to take Bachelor of Commerce, majoring in accounting and minoring in musicology. I did that for a few years and then I decided to do music business at the Nova Scotia Community College. So I got my certificate for music business. And right after that, I took automotive service and repair. So I'm actually a mechanic by day. I I, I saw that on LinkedIn. I'm like, you're an automotive tech. That is freaking sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I I do that. I, at night, I'm just, I'm writing, I'm doing marketing stuff and practicing my performances and, and gigging. (laughs) You're busy, busy, busy. So what made you interested in automotive technician and being a mechanic when I was younger like I my dad would always fix up whatever's wrong with our cars and I also used to work at a at our ranch down by Calgary my boss used to like fix up vintage vehicles like insane and and just I have a lot of influences like male influences who just loved fixing cars I guess (laughs) growing up so I've I've always been interested in wanting to 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 be able to fix the vehicles around I guess I was told to not do it because I'm I'm a female and and it's a male job so yeah I went to university but hey I ended up doing what I wanted to in the first place 
That's cool. You are very busy. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of staying busy, before we play your song Almost Home here and talk about it, what are your plans for 2023? You did mention you plan on releasing some new music as artists do, which is very exciting. But what else can we look forward to? Yeah, I have a lot of gigs lined up. So, you know, if if people are around here from Nova Scotia listening, tuning in and would like to catch me on a show, just check out my website. I usually post my gigs a couple of months in advance, booking myself for co-writes and stuff like that, too. So I'll be doing I'll be writing with a lot of my friends. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also trying to do a little bit more cover content so you know playing some more songs that I did personally right I do really enjoy playing some some cover tunes so I'm I'm trying to put in a little bit more to towards that yeah other than that I'm just just gigging constantly writing and trying to figure out my plans for my releases I have a few tunes that I I'm putting out this year so stay tuned <laughs> in the next little bit where can everybody stay tuned <laughs> I am on social media, it's Giselle de Guzman Music. I also, that's on on Facebook, Instagram. I'm trying to use TikTok more often. I'm going to try my best to uh, put up more video content there. It's also the same username, Giselle de Guzman Music. My website is GiselleDeGuzman.com. She's got all, everything in there. Sounds great. Lots of places to find out more about what you're doing in the future of your career, which is wonderful. Well, before we wrap things up here, Almost Home, it was released in March of 2021 and it pays tribute to your declaration of who you are now becoming, leaving old ideas behind and going after what you want confidently. But tell us more about the song and what inspired you to write it and tell us about the message you want people to take away from it. For sure. I co-wrote this song with Mr. Craig McIver back in Calgary there. Shout out. I came home one summer from university and I just, we booked a writing session and I just, I just remember telling him all about how I felt when I was like driving home. It's, it was like a couple of years. I haven't been home for a couple of years and it was just, it just felt so nice and warm. It gave me the fuzzies to, you know, like see all these wonderful landmarks that I haven't seen in a while and like see all these faces that I haven't, you know, talked to and just been around in a, in a really long time. And I really wanted to write something about that, how living in the small town too, I find a lot of people, you know, are always, as soon as I'm done high school, I'm going to go as far as I can as possible because this is not really where I want to be. This is not where my life should end up to be kind of thing. But then you realize, you know, you come back even just for a visit. As much as you hated a place for such a long time and didn't feel like you belong there and whatnot, like it's what helped you become who you are now. And you can't really change that. And visiting that place can really pull something in your heart that you probably didn't realize was there. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me on this Sunday afternoon, Giselle. I really appreciate it. So last but not least here, introduce the song for us. Yeah, this is almost home. Always feel so 
there is our guest, Giselle de Guzman, with her song, Almost Home. And a few minutes ago, you heard her song, Raise a Glass. Both of those songs and all of her music are available wherever you buy, download, or stream your songs right now. And of course, as she mentioned, she is on all social media platforms and has a website so you can follow along on her very promising and very exciting musical journey. A massive, massive thank you going out to Giselle for hanging out on One to Watch Wednesday this week. That was so much fun and you are more than welcome back anytime. That is your One to Watch Wednesday for this week. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks so much for hanging out and have a great rest of your day. (laughs) 